is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast, telling the story of Kosciuszko County through the eyes of those who have been here lifetimes and those who have just arrived. The mission of Clearly Kosciuszko is to craft a sense of place and pull all corners of our county together. The story of our community is ever unfolding and needs you. Each month, we'll talk with those involved in our community and invite listeners to play, learn, and grow alongside us. Now, the latest edition of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast with your host, Jody Claypool and Ryan Martin. And here we are once again, another episode of the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast coming live again today. Why do I say live, Jody? Clearly, these are put up on a podcast, so I'm not live right now. This is not a live yeah, podcast. we're live when we do it. I guess so. Anyway, we're live from the Ketco offices, third floor, City Hall. Uh, you heard me reference Mr. Jody Claypool already, my co-host, as always. Welcome, Jody. Hi, Ryan. You know, it would be kind of nice to have a live audience. So I don't know if we could knock this wall out over here That'd and put up some stadium seating. We need to we need to get with Katie and see if we can uh, stuff the room. And of course, if we have a live audience, we're going to have to have one of those applause signs that gets hold, yeah, absolutely. held absolutely every now yeah, and then. Yeah. So I can make that. That'll be uh, all right. Budget meetings are coming up. We'll see what we can do on that. <laughs> uh, enough to, uh, small talk aside. Hey, as always, we are talking here on the Clearly Kosciuszko podcast. We talk with you from time to time of the. Let's see, how should we put it? The aspects of Kosciuszko County that maybe we don't know about, that we do when we bring in different guests. And uh, this the name that we have today is not going to be any stranger to, I would say, at least a majority of Kosciuszko County. Uh, sitting across from me, Dr. Nate Bosch uh, from the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams. Jody, you can fill us in on exactly uh, Nate and, and, and what he does and kick things off. But Nate is well known in the community because if it has to do with water, he's probably he's probably poked at it a little bit. So I'm interested to hear some of his backstory and what's going on. So um, let's get started. Jody, go ahead and tell us about Nate and why, why he's here. Why did we choose Nate today? Well, okay, so uh, this you're actually probably a better person to talk to Nate about Nate because you know Nate. Right. You have a long history with Nate. I'm just meeting Nate for the first time. But from the standpoint of how many lakes and mm-hmm. bodies of water there are in Kosciuszko County, I think a lot of people who even live here don't realize yeah. how many lakes and bodies of water are just hidden around this area. He's the guy to talk to. He's the one who's going to help us understand, you know, why it's such an important resource, why we need to protect it, and why we need to value this resource. And and if nothing else, we could use it as a way to promote the county um, because the people that live here have pretty consistently said, yeah, the lakes. The yeah. lakes are the things that they really love about this area. Yeah, and, that, and that's what I was going to – it's it's odd that it's taken us this long to talk to Nate. Right. Because it, every single – maybe one or two have not mentioned the lakes as one of the drawing points here. So – and it, here we are. We've talked two hours and 43 minutes uh, – two, two minutes and 45 seconds, and, and Nate hasn't said a word. So, Nate, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. This is really cool. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah. Um, so – First of all, for people who aren't familiar with Lilly's Lakes and Streams, um, did I even say that right? The Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams. Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams. Give us a um, just a synopsis of what it is, how it got started, what you guys' mission statement is. Yeah. So we started back in 2007. It was a grant from the Kosciuszko Community Foundation, 
uh, Kosciuszko County Community Foundation. Uh, there was a, a donor up on Lake Wawasee who really had this dream of wanting to start uh, a lake research center uh, that was science-based and also did a lot of education in our community uh, to help direct the water-related efforts to take care of these really cool resources that we have. And so the Community Foundation came to Grace College and our president at the time, President Manahan, and said, hey, could Grace help get something like this started? And so Grace agreed to do that. We launched an environmental science program at Grace at the same time that we launched this Lake Research Center. And uh, so they called me and asked me to apply for the job. And uh, I came on down here and I've loved it ever since. And so the Lily Center mission, we say, is we want to make our lakes and streams clean, healthy, safe, and beautiful. And then we work in three focus areas. We work in research, applied research. It has to have a local application, make things better because of it. We do different educational pro pro programs with the schools and with the community to help change our behaviors towards better care for these resources. And then we do a lot of collaborative projects with other groups to, uh, to be more efficient and effective when we work together. Okay, so when you're saying, first of all, let me, let me take a step back. So we're going we're gonna to delve a little bit into Nate's background. You said came down here. Yeah. Came, came down, down here from where? Yeah, so I was at the University of Michigan. Okay. So I grew up in Holland, Michigan. And, which is over on the west side of the state, right on the shores of Lake Michigan. We were our home was just about an hour inland from the lake, and uh, I grew up doing a lot of stuff with critters and streams and ponds and lakes there in the area. Beautiful, similar Midwestern sort of area to what we have here in Kosciuszko County. Then went to Trinity Christian College just outside of Chicago for my bachelor's in biology and chemistry, and then went to University of Michigan to get my PhD. And I was working at the University of Michigan after graduating, doing research on Lake Erie and some of the streams that were flowing into Lake Erie from uh, Ohio and Michigan when Grace called me and asked me to apply for this position. So I literally came down then to Kosciuszko County. Fantastic. And so the type of research you're doing. Yeah. Um, can you give me just a, just give me like the high points, the high level points yeah. of what the kind of things you're focused on and what you're hoping to accomplish? Yeah. So we'll, we'll do research on both lakes and streams. Streams, what we're looking at is uh, sources for different things that might reduce the water quality of our lakes. And so in the streams, we're looking a lot at nutrients that are coming in. They could come from um, maybe a construction site or a golf course, a person's yard, an agricultural field, these nutrients are going to come in and will cause things to grow then in the lake. Just like nutrients cause our lawn to grow, they cause things to grow in the water as well. And so we'll then look at those nutrients and see what impacts they're having in the lake. Maybe it's excess weed growth, um, that needs to be controlled then. Maybe it is um, excess algae growth. Sometimes algae, certain types of algae can produce toxins, which we need to track to keep people and their pets safe in our lakes. Um, and by the way, Kosciuszko County is really leading the way in the whole state of Indiana for doing that sort of testing to keep our people safe. And so I think it's much safer to swim in our lakes than any other lakes in, in the state because of that work that we're doing and notifying the public every week about what we're finding. Uh, we'll look at different things like the economic impact of our lakes. We've done research on that. We found that 
over $300 million comes into our county every year because of our lakes, and that can go up or down based on the quality of the lakes going forward. We've done research on E. coli at public swimming beaches and, and fixed those problems as a result of that research. So we've looked at zebra mussels, a, a new invasive species that's moved into some of our lakes, which we think is shifting the algae population somewhat. So, yeah, a lot of a lot. I could keep going on and on. Yeah, we've no, got, those, there's those a lot some of good things. Nerdy research stuff yeah. that we're doing. For I think sure. a lot of the business owners, when you say three hundred million dollars, their ears peak up, yeah. up, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, that that makes sense." Now we we definitely need to put some time and energy into preserving this valuable resource. Yeah, I mentioned being at University of Michigan. So Ann Arbor, we were in the Detroit metro area up there, and the big three there in southeastern Michigan where the big three car manufacturers, GM, Chrysler, and Ford, our big three here in Kosciuszko County are orthopedics, agriculture, and the lakes. Sure, right on. And those those three need to play nice, and that's one of the things that you know I know that the Lilly Center has done. I think before you got here there was, uh, and the center was started, there was a lot of thought process of, well, any problems were from the lakes had to have come from agriculture or some kind of industry and, and and some of this research you have done has actually been able to bring the big three together the lakes and ag and the lakes and and, and orthopedics i.e manufacturing right, right. and say hey we all are here and yet at the same time it's not just it this is not causing near as much problem as you think it's think around how we live around the lakes as well yeah, so we uh, that's one of the things we recognized right away when we got here is these industries have the same goals in mind. If we just take agriculture in the lakes, for example, because in a lot of communities around our country, those two groups are at odds with each other, and there's even litigation and lawsuits, you know, one to the other, and so there's a lot of fighting, but what we realized really early on was they have the same goals. So from an agricultural producer standpoint, he or she does not want to see excess chemical, whether it's um, an herbicide or pesticide or, or fertilizer, run off the field because that's just wasted input costs that are not doing any good for that farm. Um, they also don't want to see uh, their topsoil uh, erode off of their field because that, that, that topsoil is the engine for their profitability, right? In the same way, the person living downstream around a lake doesn't want to see any of those chemicals or any of those sediments or soils come into uh, his or her lake. And so we have the same goals in mind. We want to keep that stuff on the farmer's field and not in the lake resident's lake. And so once we realize that and we can start to, to work on um, then the solutions, it helps when we come from the same goal in mind originally. So sure, I think that's been eye-opening for a lot of people, both around the lakes and around the, the farms as well. Yeah, with the number of lakes that we have in, in this county and the, you know, the agriculture industry, again, ranking, ranking number two in the county uh, in terms of, of dollars, um, it's interesting that we don't have a Lake Erie Bill of Rights or some other kind of litigation mm -hmm. starting to, uh, that, that's happened here. And I think I credit it to uh, things like the, what the Lilly Center is doing. So, um, but Nate, tell us a little bit about, I mean, you told a little bit about where you are and why you're, why you're here. Um, 
the, the easy question for me is, uh, you work with lakes all the time. You are, you're, you're out in lakes and streams all the time. I'm going to venture a guess. Well, I don't know. I really don't know the answer to this question. Um, are you a big proponent of spending time on the lakes for the free time, or does Nate Bosch want to do something else that's uh, more off the beaten path since that's he right. works on the lakes? That's you know? right. If you're at the lakes all the time, I don't know if that would be even a vacation for you. Right, yeah. So so how, how do you work this lake job into uh, everyday life? So our family loves spending time on, on the lakes. Okay. Um, whether it's friends on different lakes or family, my wife's sister, they have a place on Winona Lake. And so we're out on Winona Lake a lot as a family, extended family, or just, or just um, our immediate family. And I love diving into the lake. And, and as I already mentioned before, us at the Lilly Center, we're a little nerdy. So I love diving deep into the lake to get to that cold water layer, which we call the hypolimnion. So sorry, I got to get into That's, some of that there stuff. There you go. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But I, I, I just, I love that. I love just diving through that warm water layer into the cold water layer. I love uh, pulling our kids around on tubes or, or knee boards, um, trying skiing. I love to ski myself. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to spend time in the lakes. It's a great, uh, family, family, uh, gathering point for sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm assuming much like a father, you have to be impartial or quote unquote impartial to the lakes. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite lake? Oh, wow. I don't, I, a question similar to that is people ask like, what's the cleanest lake? And, uh, I can't, I can't answer uh, either of those two questions. I mean, I could answer them in different ways. Obviously, I love Winona Lake because uh, our family has a connection there. And I should mention even further back, going all the way back to my, I didn't learn about this until we uh, actually then accepted that job offer to come here to Grace College and the Lilly Center. But our family has this great heritage, even on my side of the family as well, for the lake. My great-grandparents used to come down here to watch Billy Sunday. They were farmers up in in the Holland, Zealand area of Michigan, and they would come down here often on the weekends to watch Billy Sunday, especially when it was maybe an extra difficult week or something on the farm. And uh, so then, of course, then my grandma would come down here as a young child, and she'd tell me stories about um, the ice cream place that was here or the hotel that they would stay in. And, uh, and then my dad even then came down as a, as a kid. My grandma would, would take their family down. And so my dad was here, and uh, I believe he, he saw Billy Graham speak here one time. And so it's been really fun then for my wife and I and then our kids to continue that same family heritage here on Winona Lake. So there's a lot of reasons that I, I really love Winona Lake itself. But the other lakes have different interesting characteristics. You know, I love the Barbie chain of how you can hop on a boat and you can move from one lake to another. Some are going to be better for like big Barbie is going to be great for skiing. And then maybe Irish is going to be better for swimming. But then Seacrest is super crystal clear and a nice swimming lake. And so you can kind of putz around in there. Um, the Tippy Chain has a lot of variety across it, and Wawasee and Syracuse lakes as well, with some restaurants and stuff that you can pull up to. So, yeah, so all, all the lakes offer very different things. And then I, I love the lakes in the southern part of the county too, Hill and Diamond and 
Beaver Dam and Yellow Creek, those lakes, they're a little bit more what our lakes used to be maybe 50 years ago. They still have that sort of charm of small cottages and, you know, the families coming out from Indianapolis or Chicago for the weekend, or maybe some of them stay for the whole summer. And um, it's more of a cottagey sort of a feel. Reminds me of when I was a kid, uh, my grandparents had a cottage up in northern Michigan and... Um, and I would go up there a lot, fishing with my grandpa, and just really enjoying that time up there. So, all right. So, just as a, a means to compound the the uh, hate mail that you're going to end up getting, <laughs> uh, the <laughs> so for families that want to fish from the shoreline, are there yeah. any secret or preferred spots that you have where you would recommend they go and check out? Yeah. So i I've got I've got a lot of students who who come to Grace College in our environmental program and they love fishing, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've heard from a lot of our students, a great place locally is around Winona Lake, either by the DNR public boat ramp there, which is kind of tucked away back in there, um, some good uh, bass and bluegill fishing back there, or along the canal uh, by the village at Winona. There's yeah. always a lot of people fishing yeah, in there. Yeah, I see that a lot. Yeah. And, uh, and I've even brought my students or my kids out there fishing, and we'll catch perch in there and some pumpkin seed as well. Pumpkin seed are kind of a cool, really colorful fish. They look almost like a tropical fish, but they live here in our local lakes. And oh, so that's a, a okay. fun one to catch in there too. How big do they get? They're just a panfish, so they'll just get maybe five, six inches. Fantastic. Yeah. So coming from the and, and having the degree that you have and working at the University of Michigan, uh, take back back out and take a five ten thousand foot view of Kosciuszko County and how this sort of lakes environment that we all talk about, how it compares with you know either our neighbors to the north or Michigan or other places. Surely you've done some research, research sure. studies on all sorts of big picture events. How unique. How unique is a setup like we have at Kosciuszko County? It's super unique. So if we look at, uh, so we have over 100 lakes here in our county. We've got the biggest lake, the biggest natural lake in all of Indiana, which is Lake Wawasee, over 3,000 acres. We have the deepest lake, natural lake in all of Indiana, Lake Tippecanoe, over 120 feet deep. We've got over 600 miles of streams. Part of that is the Tippecanoe River, which goes right through the middle of our county. The Tippecanoe River is considered one of the top 10 most important rivers in the whole country, according to the Nature Conservancy, which is a big environmental nonprofit organization. We've got the Continental Divide that goes. The North-South Continental Divide goes through our county, north going up to the Great Lakes, out to the Atlantic south going down in the Mississippi into the Gulf of Mexico. So we've got some super unique things going on. If we look for our neighbors uh, to, the, to the north in Michigan, um, lots of lakes up there as well, other similar sort of glacial lakes. But in Michigan, with the climate, the lakes don't get quite as warm. And so I think we have a cool advantage there. We can have some of these beautiful lakes for recreation but the water's not quite as chilly. And so in the summertime, our lakes will get well up into the 80s in the surface water, even sometimes uh, the mid to high 80s, um, which is really quite comfortable then in the summer. And oftentimes the lakes will stay warmer even, even into the fall, even in September for skiing and swimming and stuff like that. So that's a lot of fun. And then if we go off to um, 
to our east, to Ohio, Ohio doesn't have any natural lakes. Which none. Is none, which is crazy to think about. So you've huh. got Lake Erie there right. to the north, um, and their biggest lake is Grand Lake St. Mary's, their biggest inland lake, Grand Lake St. Mary's. Um, and That's uh, a Corps of Engineers lake, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they built that for the canal system there, um, hand-dug, I'm told, uh, which is crazy to think about, but it's not super deep, and they've got lots of issues with algae toxins there, which have caused a lot of economic impact, negative economic impact for that community around that lake. And so we have a really unique place here, and uh, the lakes provide, I like to tell people they can provide all different kinds of recreation, whether people want to be loud or quiet or go fast or go slow or be cold or be warm. Um, our lakes really are truly remarkable for all the recreation. So what's the, what's the, there's a lot of stories on individual lakes. Yeah. Oh, there's a plane. There's a world war two plane <laughs> at the bottom of Tippy. Yeah. Uh, or, or, uh, was it Capone or some gangster was out at, uh, in Goose and there's something down there. And yeah. there. What's the wildest lake legend story that you've heard Ooh, of the hundred lakes that you've heard? Because to me, this is interesting. If I'm driving down US 30 and I'm like, hey, you know, Capone had a stash over here and he had to do this. I'm going to go take a look real yeah. quick. There's no public marker for that. So what what, what right. have you heard? The well, that's, that's actually, you bring up a good idea. You could have a map of the legends of the lakes. Exactly. That's actually do, a really cool idea. Yeah. Little, and it's specifically if you're a scuba diver, yeah, you can go dive in and check yes. out the, you know, get a little tour bus of scuba right. divers diving yeah. down and checking out these little legends. So yeah. what, what do you heard? So, so interesting things. Um, I don't know which is the most interesting, but... Winona, for example, I've been told that there's a couple statues out there in the lake uh, from back, back um, maybe a hundred years ago. There's a old boat that was sunk out there uh, purposefully. Maybe there's the Winona Queen, which I think has been found in Pennsylvania or something. But I think that's the Winona Queen too, and maybe the first Winona Queen is sunk out there. We'd have to ask someone like Terry White, who has chronicled some of that history of Winona Lake, to be sure. But yeah, like you said, Ryan, on the Tippecanoe Lakes, there's supposedly a, a World War II sort of trainer plane that went down there, lots of different accounts of it. We just have been interviewing some of our supporters around the lake for some of the publications that we do, and there's a lot of different accounts of what may or may not have happened for that. We had, interestingly, we had a company out of Fort Wayne called Poseidon Maps who helped us do some mapping of the lake, um, the contours of the bottom of the lake uh, back a few years ago. And their sonar equipment is so fine-tuned that they can see old dugout canoes from Native Americans or old outboard boat motors that have fallen down to the bottom of the lake. And so I'd love to get my hands on some of that detail to see if you see the wing of a plane mm -hmm, sticking up right. somewhere down there. Um, and then uh, let me think. I just had another. Oh, yes, there's lots of stories about, um, you know, John Dillinger hanging out here and um, other notorious uh, characters like Al Capone gambling up on Lake Wawasee and hiding out there at different times. So, yeah, we uh, and some of our publications that we do, uh, obviously we get into the data because that's what we do as a research center, but we also try to get into some of these stories of people who have these long heritages 
on our lakes as well. And so that's where some of those um, those things come up. But it would be a cool idea to do a map of some of those locations because there are a lot of interesting spots like that around that right. people could check out. Yeah, let, let, let's shift gears here a little bit. We, we, we want to talk about Nate. We yeah, want to talk about a Nate. little bit about Nate. So, okay. you know, um, <laughs> you mentioned the family. The family's yeah. here. So what... what what about Kosciuszko County? And you can't look. I will put this rule on. You can't say the lakes. You work on the lakes. We already know you like to play on the lakes. So okay. the lakes are off limits. Okay. But well, what else? Well, let's learn a little bit about your family. Yeah, let, let, okay. what, your family. What do you What do you do? What do you What do you like to do? What? Tell me about Nate Bosch. Yeah. All right. So uh, married to my wife Amanda, and she is a registered nurse at Kosciuszko Community Hospital. And so she loves that, and um, she is a wonderful compliment to me and, uh, and a great support. And our kids, we have Abby and Andrew. Uh, Abby is going into her senior year at Lakeland Christian Academy. Andrew his sophomore year. And then Megan and Matthew are just uh, entering seventh grade at Lakeland Christian Academy. Uh, all the kids are doing sports this fall, which is going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. So Abby and Megan are doing volleyball. Andrew and Matthew are doing soccer, all on different teams, of course, due to their age differences. And so we're going to be following four different sports teams over the next couple of months, which will be a lot of fun, but will be likely pretty crazy as well. Amanda and I, in fact, were just talking last night about are we going to be eating dinner as a family together for the next two nope. months? Nope. Just, so, just, just set it aside. It's not going to happen. We think probably on Wednesdays the kids won't have uh, games for sure and probably not practices, so probably before youth group at church we'll have, have uh, family dinner together. But, um, but, yeah, so family loves the area as well. Kids love, the older two especially love, headed down to the village at Winona, spending time down there with their friends um, and, uh, and, and, you know, get grabbing a, a bite to eat or some ice cream or just kind of hanging out. And uh, we love the fact that the community is, is safe and, and we know a lot of folks in the community, so we feel that freedom to let our kids kind of go off. And, and uh, our oldest, Abby, she's, of course, driving now. And, and so it's been really good. We, we love the community. Um, the, the schools in our community are great. We love our church, Winona Lake Grace Brethren, and um, obviously Grace College and, and some of the different amenities that we have here has been really good for our family. Fantastic. So um, tell us a little bit about um, what you see moving forward, like what sort of goals and aspirations you have for the Lilies, Lakes, and Streams. Yeah, so we want to see, as our mission suggests, we want to see our lakes cleaner. Um, I would say our lakes are clean, but they could be cleaner, and we want to see them cleaner, and we want them to see them cleaner sustainably so in the future so that our residents, our visitors, everybody can be safe and healthy when they're interacting with those lakes. So uh, are you pro or con car washes? Pro. The uh, car washes actually are helpful because they'll recycle some of the water, but they also then will clean up a lot of that water on site um, or it will go to the wastewater treatment plant. And so it's actually helpful. Um, 
Whereas if you wash your car in your driveway, for example, then uh, that water runs off with those detergents and then any oil or grease that you might have uh, on your driveway, and that's going to wash off then into a low, you know, because water always flows downhill. So it's eventually going to end up in one of our lakes or streams. Well, there you have it, folks. If you own a car wash, you can send those checks to <laughs> Lily Center for Lakes and Streams. <laughs> yeah. It's, and so, and goals not just for the Lily Center, but what, 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 what are the next, what are the next five years bring for Nate Bosch and family here in the community in terms of, yeah, you know, I, I sometimes term it bucket list, but you know, what's here that you have not done yet or what you guys want to do or or the things that you've talked with amanda for years and said you know what we should do we should fill in the blank but here at home yeah well um one of those bucket list things for my wife has been to get goats and we've already crossed that off the bucket list oh just, just here in the last Fantastic. few months we got goats, goats. so we fun. have they're fun animals we have three uh, Nigerian dwarf goats, and uh, we intend to uh, milk them and and make cheese at some point. And so that's kind of fun to have a little hobby farm here in Kosciuszko County. The eventual goal after that is to get a few alpaca as well. Oh, look at and that! Yeah, so we've we've had. Um, Are you going to milk those? No, no. Okay, not no, milking the alpacas. No, Jody, no. just on the uh, record, he's not going to milk the alpacas. No, those are... I didn't are... even know that was an option. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't know if it is. I've never heard of that. But, um, yeah, so that's been kind of a fun a fun thing. So we're, we're definitely putting down roots here, and uh, we're doing some remodeling in our house, and uh, we intend to be here for the, for the long haul. And he's, he, he's the one up on you, Jody. I mean, it was the last podcast that we recorded that you said, I'm putting down roots. I got a puppy. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> Mr. Bosch over here yeah. said, I see your puppy and I raise you goats and alpacas. Yeah, he's serious. <laughs> he's serious about planting roots. <laughs> oh, that, that's fun. Let's uh, give, give us a hidden gem in the county. You know, yeah. it, now, here's the thing. It's you, you don't want to answer which lake is cleanest. I get it. You know, which lake is the best? I get it. But there's got to be something here that you know about that few other people do. What's a hidden gem yeah. for us to find here in Kosciuszko County? So I would say the Tippecanoe River. I sort of alluded to it a little bit before, but I had the opportunity a few years ago to paddle the whole Tippecanoe River, the 30 miles from Oswego Lake, which is part of the Tippecanoe chain, all the way through the center part of the county, through Warsaw, and then all the way to south of Etna Green on State Road 19, right near the, the western boundary of our county. And let me tell you, that was the most fun experience. Many times, most of the time, you had no clue you were in an agricultural, rural sort of area. It was uh, constant vegetation all around you. If if I didn't know better because of the species of plants, I would have thought I was in the Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. Just just beautiful. Lots of wildlife coming down to the edges of the river through those different stretches. Um, there's a really cool uh, great blue heron rookery uh, just just north of Warsaw, kind of back behind where uh, the coals store is which if you haven't heard of a heron rookery over a hundred nests of great blue heron uh, in the early spring they're there and it sort of gives you this 
feeling of of years ago when there's pterodactyls flying over your head, right? Um, back during uh, um, some of those times. And so that's really cool along the river. There's some beautiful spots. Uh, smallmouth bass live along the river, for in the river there for people who enjoy fishing. Smallmouth bass typically are in cooler waters, cleaner waters. And, uh, and so the fact that they're there is really cool. We've got um, an endangered uh, mussel species called the club shell mussel. Uh, so having an endangered species in our river gives us a really good indicator that it's a high quality uh, river. We've got river otters that have made a comeback into the Tippecanoe River. No way. Yeah. There are river otters There are out river there? otters. So they looked very similar to sea otters, which we've probably all seen in different zoos and stuff, and they're super playful. And All right, um, Ryan. This is, we had talked about... Yeah, we had. Yeah. We had talked about doing a livery or like Uber canoe or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's an idea that's just waiting to be explored explored and taken and we just gave it out to everybody great yeah i'm gonna edit this part out good job Jody. (laughs) this is our money maker here we're gonna pull this thing out (laughs) yeah actually not to burst your bubble too much but Casiasco leadership academy which is another great aspect of our county here uh, which has this amazing leadership academy which i went through as a cadet and now have been a speaker at for a number of years after that there's been two white papers with groups that have done that as their group project on a canoe livery on the Tippecanoe River. So they've already worked out all the finances, some of the locations. It's just waiting for somebody to grab that idea and run with it. We just need we just need need somebody to take the initiative because as I said, I mean that's a beautiful stretch of river. You it's and you could do it over a couple of days, which I think would be really cool. You could take Saturday and do the top half. And then you could have some overnight sort of camping location mm-hmm. there around somewhere right. around um, Creighton Brothers Crazy Egg Cafe mm-hmm. or CCAC right, right in right, there. Right. Yeah. And then continue on uh, Sunday if you're a, a weekend warrior. And um, and yeah, it would be a really fun, really fun location to go on the river. What What's the best time to do that, in your opinion, outside of flood season? You <laughs> but now, I mean, you mentioned the herons, which would yeah. be the spring. Yep. Um, but I mean, the Tippecanoe is paddleable almost year round. Yeah. So, so when's, when would be a good time if folks were listening to this and say, hey, you know what? That's a bucket list thing, too. We should look at that at fill in the blank. Right. I think, you know, going in the wintertime, you start to get into some safety concerns as far as hypothermia if you fall in or right. something like that, depending on how experienced of a paddler you are. But I think the other three seasons are all really good options. And all will show you something different. Yeah, yeah, completely. So I've been on the river in the fall and seeing the beautiful fall colors is just amazing. The bright, uh, the bright colors that, that come out in the fall. Uh, the summertime is really great because you might get a little bit warm, but the the, sh- the river water always stays cold or cooler year round, and so mm-hmm. you can cool off really well uh, there in the summertime. The spring, as the trees are just starting to wake up for the year, is a fun time as well. Spring, you probably have a little higher water levels mm-hmm. in there. Um, in the summertime, you might get towards the end of the summer, maybe in August, if it's been a drier summer, you might the water levels might start to get kind of low, which might make it more difficult. But this summer, for example, has been really great the whole summer because we've had a pretty steady 
amount of rainfall all through the summer, which has been great going back to our agricultural community. Um, so yeah, so I, I think now if the water level is low, then if you wanted to paddle, you could paddle down, you know, a, a more southern part or a, the more downstream mm -hmm. part of the river where it's bigger and, and deeper. And so, you know, doing that CCAC down to the State Road 19 might be a better option than if, if the water levels are kind of low. Well, we, we're, we're, time has flown, so we, we got to get to our signature question. I'm going to let you ask it, Jody. Nate, this has been great. It's so great to meet you, and uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. There's always the Trump question that we ask at the okay. end. Okay. So you ready? Yeah. <laughs> what does clearly Kosciuszko mean to you? Clearly Kosciuszko means to me the lakes, right? The lakes are... Um, the clear distinction, if you will, of our county over other counties. I think that's part of the reason why we have an amazing agricultural industry here, uh, not just on the crop side of things, because we have amazing water resources under the ground as well as coming from above the ground and rainfall. Um, we've got a lot of agricultural industry here, I think because of the quality of life that the lakes provide. Um, Orthopedics. I, I don't think we would have the same level of orthopedics industry here if it weren't for the lakes and sort of the resort type living uh, that those employees of the orthopedic companies uh, can have. So with all of that comes the trickle down of restaurants and the wagon wheel theater and all of these amenities that uh, a community of our size normally shouldn't have. But I think because of the lakes, it creates this really cool atmosphere here that people want to come and, and be part of and it's a, a safe and exciting place to raise a family and uh, and it is a place where you can be really active and be outside and and really enjoy uh, God's amazing creation so fantastic Amen. yeah all right Nate uh, couldn't have said it better myself honestly that that's that's fantastic it's good to hear this perspective and it's really been neat to hear uh, what Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams is doing and where you guys are going. and Because I do believe that plays an integral part in our community as it grows and develops and, and why folks want to be here. So, Nate, thank you for coming by today. Appreciate you having you here. Jody, always good to see you, my friend. You as well. Until next time, this is the Clearly Kosciuszko Podcast. I'm Ryan Martin. He's Jody Claypool. Take care. We'll see you soon. Clearly Kosciuszko is a countywide voice created in partnership between the Lilly Center for Lakes and Streams, Kosciuszko County Convention and Visitors Bureau, Kosciuszko Chamber of Commerce, and the Kosciuszko Economic Development Corporation. If you're seeking a day trip or a weekend getaway, a place to start your business, or a flexible location for a corporate conference, Clearly, Kosciuszko will connect residents and visitors with the right resource throughout the county. Thanks for listening.